I V M. The Spartan Poker presents Mera Kam Poker with Azim and Peter. Good day, fair people. Welcome to another episode of Mera Kam Poker, presented by the Spartan Poker, fun podcast about poker, life, and other things that we can't think of currently. ये बहुत discrimination वाला entry है यार. Fair people मतलब what? Okay, dark people, all people of all complexions and ethnicities yeah, and everyone. Why South Indian complexion is taking part of beating safe. you? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, we clearly don't know uh, much about poker uh, between Peter and me. Actually, Peter knows a lot. I know very little. Poker fun fact of the day. Fun fact about poker is that the uh, origin of the poker chips. So before the 1800s, the late 1800s, there were no poker chips, okay. and people had to use people used weird things. They used gold nuggets. They used gold dust. How do you use gold dust? There are three gram. के साथ मैं ऑल इन जा रहा है आई डोंट लाइक इमेजिन इफ यू वन अ लॉट ऑफ गोल्ड डस्ट एंड देन समवन जस्ट स्नीजेस एट दैट टेबल यू आर डन फॉर मैन एंड कॉइंस दे आल्सो यूज्ड टू कार्व चिप्स आउट ऑफ आइवरी बोन बोन दैट्स अ बिट स्ट्रेंज लाइक आई थिंक यू वुड हैव टू किल एन एनिमल फर्स्ट व्हिच आई थिंक इज जस्ट वे मोर वे टू मच एफर्ट बाहर से एलिफेंट लेके आओ यस मैं बड़ा पॉट जीतने वाला हूं क्ले एंड आल्सो सो बट दे हैड टू स्टॉप डूइंग दैट बिकॉज़ देन देयर आर अदर पीपल हु आल्सो न्यू हाउ टू डू कार्विंग सो दे वुड कार्व दोस सेम चिप्स एंड जस्ट ब्रिंग एक्स्ट्रा एंड Pretend wow. that they had one like more. Scamming is happening. <laughs> it's, it's been <laughs> around forever. 1800s now. You think <laughs> Indians are the only people who do this? <laughs> uh, and also, fun fact about the name of poker. So actually, poker was uh, originally called poke. It is okay, the French word. Uh, it is a hey, the poke. Why will you poke <laughs> with me? Which people would run away from guys who it said sounds that. Sounds like a very weird pickup <laughs> line as well. Would you like to poke with me? Would you like to do the poke? That's P O Q U E. Fascinatingly, and it was French residents of New Orleans. Who came up with that name, and then finally the American people was like, "Ah, what is this poker? Poker? Yeah, we're gonna call it poker, man." Yeah, and that's basically how that in. happened. <laughs> so as you can see clearly, we know nothing about poker. We have to find random poker facts of the internet and rebrand them as our own. And But we have the good fortune of having people on the show who know a little bit more than we do. Yes, and uh, in fact, we're gonna get straight into today's conversation because it's so hardcore, so fun, so interesting. We're gonna talk about. about the theory and the science behind poker and we're very excited to have our our guest for today so just after this quick break we will get straight into our conversation with the one and only amit varma as we go to commercials don't forget the spartan poker's mera kam poker will be right back after this break Welcome back to the Spartan Poker's Mera Kam Poker. It's time to go all in. And it's time again for our wonderfully named segment named by the one and only Naveen Narona. Poker lo baat. Poker lo baat. I'm going to say this is a horrible name every for every episode. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. And of course with every episode in this segment we have a guest who's going to tell us uh, give us new insights about the world of poker and today we have the one and only Mr. Amit Verma. Round of applause for Amit Verma. Nobody can hear. Okay, three people can hear around. I'm applause. the only one clapping. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Okay, so basic introduction of, of uh, Mr. Amit Verma. He is of course a writer, host of the podcast you may have heard called Seen and Unseen. A uh, very interesting podcast, very cerebral podcast you'd say. Uh you haven't listened to it have you? Well, I saw I just looked at the topics they look very interesting. And he of course took a sabbatical to get seriously into poker. You played for how many years professionally? I was professional for more than 4 years, maybe 4 to 5 years. 4 years. Yeah. And he also was a columnist for the Economic Times. Was he still are? 
I'm a columnist now for the Times of India, but okay. I used to write a column for the Economic Times on poker on specifically, poker. Okay, yeah. and, which was yeah. actually and it still continues to be the only poker related. Yeah, I think at the time ever. it was and still yeah. is the only poker column in a mainstream newspaper anywhere yeah. in the world. So that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, you know that like we have an intelligent guest in here because it was a column for the Economic Times. It wasn't like because anyone can write about like Mirror and like ask this expert and all that, but Economic Times requires certain level legit. of legit. Yes, basically. <laughs> As the cool kids say, so um, we ask this to most people. So, how did the switch from sort of being a writer to full-time poker happen for you? I think I casually discovered poker like the way most people do. Uh, in my case, through an app on the phone, and then right. I made a visit to Casino Royale maybe in 2009 or 2010. And uh, those days, the game was very soft, and I was lucky enough to have a winning weekend and start okay. off on a winning note. And then I thought, hey, this is great. And it's kind of ironic that you know, of the two great passions in my life, the first one was writing, which doesn't make you any money. Right. And suddenly, I stumbled upon another passion, which is just the opposite. Yeah. So I said, "My God, I got to do this." Yeah. No, I but it was started. also it doesn't. So writing, as I think we had discussed this on one of the podcasts, was that writing didn't perhaps didn't make you money, but it also didn't lose you money. Like exactly. Yeah. Nobody would uh, like if you wrote a bad article, nobody would make you pay money for I, that. I think I figured out pretty fast that I was a profitable player, and I was very lucky in the sense that my learning curve. Happened back when the games were so soft that even right. though I was a pretty bad player, I was still making money. Okay, and kind of continued down that road. Okay, so you played. But for, for a bad player to have gone on, so-called bad player to have played for like five years, like you say. That's a pretty. No, no. I, I I worked on my game and I improved. I worked on my game. I kind of read books, figured out, uh, you know, thought deeply about the game and improved a lot. And uh, I'm also moved from tournaments to cash games, where income right. is kind of more reliable. Right. And eventually, I left because you know when I got into poker, I thought, hey, I'm going to do this for three or four years. I'm going to make you money, and then I'm going to quit and write for the rest of my life. And then I realized while I was making much more than I would have um, as a writer by uh, orders of magnitude, mm-hmm. I wasn't making money. Okay. At which point I figured I've saved up enough to take a couple of years off and do my writing thing and get back into that. Let me do that. So right. sure. So we were we were talking just uh, off mic that you had sort of these uh, five commandments yeah. uh, for poker players. So tell us what those so, uh, commandments these would were, be. These were sort of like hard-earned lessons. Uh, when I started playing, I learned them over a period of time, and I wrote about them in the column I did for ET as well. Okay. The first commandment is play for the long term. Okay. Now what happens is a lot of. Um, People get attracted to poker by the glamour of the single event. Right. So right. you'll see Tom Dwan make a great bluff on television, or you'll see somebody win this big event, or maybe right. a friend of yours wins a spot in Poker Millionaire and gets twenty lakhs, that's and true. you're like, "Wow, that's great." But actually, poker is a game for the long term in the sense. Let me explain that with the analogy non-poker players will understand of a okay. coin flip. Okay. Say I give you an evenly weighted coin, and I tell you I'll give you fifty-one rupees for every heads. But you give me forty nine rupees for every tails. Right. It's a gamble, but yeah. because it's evenly weighted, and you get fifty one rupees for every head. Seems like a good deal. You should immediately. It is a good deal. It's a great yeah. deal. You should immediately accept, and in the long run, you'll make a lot of money. But in the short run, you could have five tails in a row. Right. right, you know, or you could bet the other way and say no. Tails is my lucky number. I don't care. I'll bet on tails, and you could make the wrong decision, right. and uh, you know that could work. But for it's you. sort of pure chance. Uh, in the short run, it's pure chance. In the right. so, what you have to do is, if you make that bet for five coin flips, it's largely luck because really anything yes. can happen. If you make it over a hundred, it's a little better. If you make it over ten thousand, twenty thousand, it's much better. The other analogy I like to give is that look, poker is a game of skill, but every game of skill has a certain quantum of luck. Right. And in poker is much larger than other sports. So, for example, tennis, you have a certain amount of luck, which is why a tennis match is five sets. Right. You want it to kind of even out, and you want the better guy on the day to win. So, if poker was played like that, it would be like a thousand sets. 
right just okay. to give you a sense sure. of the amount of luck right. involved so which is why poker players are often taught that um, don't be results oriented just try to make the mathematically correct decisions and if you keep doing that in the long run it will play out in the short run you may win you may lose it yes. doesn't have any um, uh, bearing on how well you played right. or so what's commandment number 2 commandment number 2 thou shalt not steal no sorry <laughs> you that that's exactly what we doing at the conversation thou has to see commandment number 2 is think in terms of ranges and not hands okay. a mistake that beginning players often make is they thinking are iske paas isne race kiya mujhe three bet kiya iske paas so asking hoga hmm. but actually what you got to do is you got to think of the guy having a range of hands with which he could do that possible action right. figure out the probabilities that okay this is a bottom part of his range and how often is he likely to play this right. and then act against the range and what often happens is that you might think that you're beating the guy's range 80% of the time and you mm. call his bet and you find that he actually has a hand that beats you mm. it's not necessarily a bad decision right he just happened to have that top 20% of his range right. right so if you think in terms of ranges and if you also consider how the other guy is perceiving you and thinking of mm. your ranges you start getting less affected by the immediate outcome of your decisions right. because your outcome was against a particular hand Correct, but your decisions have to be keeping his ranges in mind. Right, interesting. Um, the third one I'd say is when you're learning poker, don't ratta maro. Okay, now <laughs> right, okay. in India <laughs> yes, we have a this, lot of people guilty yes. of that. <laughs> so in India we have this tendency in education we ratta maro everything. Yeah. What happens in poker is, and when you join staking tables, and I've kind of been through this myself, is that mm. especially in tournaments that you're taught that okay, at twenty big blinds this is your shoving range, this is your reshove range, Correct. at ten big blinds year range, everybody memorizes the range, but they don't know why that's the range. And what I would strongly recommend, and this is even more so true for cash games, is use tools like pro poker tools where you're put putting ranges against range and understand the why of everything. So for sorry just to cut you off like so there's mm. a lot of people who probably be unfamiliar with sort of the terminology mm. so how what do you like mean by like playing against ranges so i just wanted to understand okay, that okay i'll tell you so let's say let's say your small blind is 100 and your big blind is 200 right. and there are anties of 25 okay. right so there's 500 rupees already in the pot right now what happens is let's say you have a stack of 10 big blinds which is 2000 right so uh, when uh, uh, everyone folds to you you're the small blind right and you've got one guy ahead of you and there's 500 in the pot and mm. uh, so essentially at this point it's correct to shove with any two cards right because he is going to fold like 70% of the time so 70% of the time you pick up the 500 bucks already in the correct. pot and the right. rest of the time no matter what you have you have some equity against his range right. so overall is profitable now okay. what often happens is that when people are taught poker or when they learn poker they learn the ranges that mm-hmm. right, okay 10 jack suited 12 big blinds mujhe shove karna hai what right. they don't learn is a why and if they were to do the math themselves the understanding of it would be that much deeper and they'd be able to make better decisions in situations which may not be so clear cut okay right all right very interesting Uh, the fourth commandment is to be a good exploitative player. Understand balance. Okay, so I'll just okay. break, I'll just break down what I mean for hmm. you. There are two ways of playing poker. One is game theory optimal, which people call GTO, right. and one is exploitative. Right now. Uh, apart from really high stakes heads up cash games no one really plays gto right everybody plays exploitative which Makes basically sense. means i try and figure out what your mistake is and i try and exploit that mm-hmm. but i feel that is important to understand the concept of balance nevertheless now let me explain what balance is some people think balance only means you're mixing it up but that's not really the case okay let's say we are on the river right i have to act and you have to act after mm-hmm. me and the pot has 300 rupees i make a bet of 100 rupees right now uh, you have to call 100 rupees to win the total of 400 right so you're getting 4 to 1 odds hmm. which means you have to be right one in five times for the bet to make sense right now if i am a gto player when i bet what i will do is i will make sure that uh, exactly um, 
that percentage of my uh, betting range is a bluff so okay. you're right and the remaining 80% is value which basically right. means that no matter what you do i can't lose mm. right if you call too much or fold too much mm. i win but even if you're absolutely perfect i can't lose now this is gto and is very complicated because it depends on bet sizing and it applies to how you treat every hand from the start like mm-hmm. there's a writer called ed miller who's written some okay. great poker books and he calls it a pyramid Right. So you start with a very wide range and every street you lose a certain part of your range and you keep it balanced right. at all times. Now not everyone can think like this or even work out balanced ranges and mm. and that's fine. But the reason this is important to know is if you sort of have an approximation of what it is to be balanced, then you can figure out how other people mm. deviate from balance right. and then you can exploit them. So for example, wow. on the river, if I know that okay Peter calls too much, then I will not bluff so much against him. I will right. do more value bets. and similarly against you if i know that oh he's scared he's a new player he folds too much mm. then i will do more bluffs against right. him and uh, yeah. you know so the proportion goes yeah. up you know once you start doing this systematically okay. you will get a better sense rather than an intuitive okay. sense you will actually get a i mean even your intuitive sense will improve because you're spending right. so much time with the numbers right and people often say that hey i don't need to know what balance is because everyone plays exploitative poker which is absolutely true true but if you do know if you have a sense of what a balanced uh, range would be in a particular spot you can immediately pinpoint he's calling too much he's folding too much this is a mistake so i'm going to exploit it so that much more clarity comes through by right. having that kind of an outlook i mean clarity of thinking is a key thing there that, you know right. so you can't you can't just go by feelings right, <laughs> right. so where does lot the lot of people have done <laughs> yeah. that mujhe feel aa raha hai mera patta khulne wala aane wala hai dude that is such a heartbreaking line for me because i've been given so many <laughs> bad beats by people saying yaar amit feeling thi yaar kya <laughs> and i'm like you were too pers- into it <laughs> <laughs> no so where does so okay, so in all of this where does like having a poker face fit into all of this a poker face is actually kind of uh, overrated it's it's in pop culture you think you oh poker yeah. to poker face but actually it doesn't really matter over a period of time like you play any because the book. idea is to sort of give away as little as you can right See, about if, your balance if, 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 if you're playing a balanced range it doesn't really matter what your face is because you're right. balanced but even if you're playing exploitative mm. poker yeah so i think everyone who plays a little bit learns to eventually control the emotions and right. my eyes are very expressive and all that so what i would kind of do is if i'm not wearing dark glasses i'd like cover my face like this uh, and you sort it. of cover your neck because some people you can see uh, their veins right, throbbing right, right, right. like one one tell i used to uh, look for in people is uh, that um, try to make them smile try to banter and make them smile now there are mm. two kinds of smiles which come from two different parts of the brain wow. uh, one is a natural <laughs> smile uh, which affects a particular part of the brain and the other is when you ask to smile for a camera and you're giving a fake smile and that's another part of the brain so if oh, you wow. that, that's a huge yeah. part of my brain okay. yeah so if a guy is <laughs> made a bet and likes. you start bantering with him and you make a joke or something which you should be able to do pretty yeah. well i'll try and, <laughs> next time yeah so <laughs> just, just get him to smile and if it looks like a fake smile he's scared he's faking uh, it nice. you know, he's not relaxed that's, that's some good insight cool. to that have that is very cool i am i am totally doing this i'm writing new jokes for poker nights that's what <laughs> i am doing <laughs> The last commandment is control your emotions. So while it's a game of math, what often happens is that it's very hard. Even though you tell yourself that don't be results oriented, mm-hmm. it's very hard when you're going through a bad session and right. someone's giving you bad beat after bad beat to be right. in control of your emotions, and you get aggro. You start playing unoptimally, you know, and and uh, 
the biggest lesson i learned in poker is that it's at the end of the day you might know exactly what to do and controlling emotions is stuff because poker is like you alluded to at the start of the podcast is the only profession in which if you have a bad day in april you can actually lose everything you earned in march right right you right. can lose large sums of money and poker for me as a cash game player was always like four steps up three steps down four steps up three steps right. down mm-hmm. and because of a tendency in the brain called loss aversion which is like a cognitive fallacy and we are hardwired to, what happens is that we take losses much harder the, the pain we get from losses of is course. much more than the joy we derive from, from winning so right. uh, you know losing 1 lakh will hurt me much more than winning 1 lakh will be i'll almost take it for granted right. in fact right. it's so true and of course you would know it more than most we can't tell you the number of uh, and i speak for amit and a lot of people who are on the scene we can't tell you the number of bad beat stories we've heard versus the number of good win stories yeah, yeah. so you've, you've kind of got to be dispassionate yeah. and you've got to just take take it with the flow and you got to remember yeah. that man and coming back to my first commandment i am playing for the long term this hand doesn't matter this session doesn't matter right. did i make the right decision if i didn't how can i improve what did i do right. wrong what more information do i need okay. and so on but controlling emotions is just such an important it's part. just about you know yeah, if you're a serious player or you're aspiring to be like a serious player you have to put in the time to analyze the game right. analyze yourself because that's the only way you're going to go up or you're going to be a winning player at the end of it and, and peter you and me have spent so much time in gaming rooms we know how stressed out people Absolutely. get and how <laughs> angry they get and i've realized that uh, you know a few bad beats is the best way to reveal the man's right. character <laughs> yeah. there are react? some there yeah. are some real cool cats who are out there they've dropped let's just say a significant amount of money hmm. and they'll just take a walk around the park literally well around the poker room anyway mm. and they're back at it like yeah. maybe 10 minutes later and again back on track and then there are others who hit the bar they've downed half a pack of us uh, of cigarettes and mm. you know they've just like yeah. lost all possible yeah. you know and i i really say to add commandment 5.5 <laughs> i'd say that don't play with more than you can afford to lose very easily yes. so because that completely wipes you out emotionally if yes. you do that and uh, what happens is a lot of the games now start so high and play so big mm. that a lot of players by default kind of do that and that's really stupid because yeah. uh, downswings happen to the best players in the world yeah. and uh, you don't want to put money on the table that will hurt you if you right. you just put enough so that okay i've had a bad night yeah. and you go home yeah that's pretty much it like i mean so, yeah even when we're playing games like i'll just say ki okay if i just lose whatever i put in at the beginning i'm okay with that i don't want yeah. you're paying for a yeah. good time and for the yeah. opportunity that's yeah. it you know yeah but then that's the social angle of playing yeah. poker but professionally your, yeah. it's yeah when it's your like if you're playing it for your livelihood yeah. i don't think it's yeah. something that you can afford yeah when to, it's your life role on the line correct so we uh, one of the things so obviously you you've been talking about like we've been talking about a lot of like cerebral things and like i think you enjoy like there's a lot of people who are like uh, people from harvard and mit who've like spent a lot of time building like theories around poker so do you do you feel that you actually enjoy the theory and the the, the art to the game rather more than the game itself now uh, especially certain, considering your yes. your writing background and yeah. 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 and considering now you gave it, it up to a large extent i mean look the whole field of game theory started with poker when uh, you know uh, newman made uh, early uh, primitive poker you know the the sort of uh, blast on which he based uh, mm. game theory right. and but that's the thing you see po- that's the interesting thing about it poker is a game that is sort of on the intersection of being a real mind sport and of being pure gambling Hmm. And right. and there is a dilemma there that you might be sitting at a table where you figure out everyone's numbers and you're thinking ranges and game theory or isko aise exploit karenge but it is a game of skill but this just skill you is just so long you can't ignore the luck component yeah of course yeah 
So we we ask most of our guests about this. So who are the like most interesting? Like, like you see lots of characters in this business. So what are the most interesting types of people or players who you have observed, like in your games or in any game that you've ever seen? Like anybody who's like stood out for you? Yeah, look, I don't want to say anything disparaging about uh, the people I played with. I mean, I've right. I've, I've played sure. with, and as I'm sh- as I'm sure you have with builders, mm. film stars, gangsters. Mm. I mean, the whole gamut. <laughs> there used to be a money lender who would hang around. Wow. Uh, around our games waiting for someone to go broke so he could uh, lend him money at extortionate wow. rates which has happened you know and you know who I'm talking about <laughs> so uh, but um, but I made some good friends playing the game and I mean it is a very social game and sometimes right. and it's very interesting because you know all of us essentially um, inhabit self-selected circles right. so your friends tend to be like you yes. they tend to have the True. same kinds of interests but when you're playing poker because you're just going with the game and you're going um, wherever you can get a good game you're meeting a much more diverse bunch of people incredibly so yeah. incredibly, incredibly so so, so I've, I've, I've played a game with a whole table of guys who would uh, who were RSS members who would go to shakhas and all that wow. people who otherwise I would never have come across in right. the normal course of things right mm. and you know I've played poker in Washi with some of the biggest builders there who were snorting cocaine while they were playing Wow, <laughs> and uh, so you just play all kinds, and it kind of it kind of reminds you that uh, you know it 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 reminds you not to commit the selection bias, where you assume that, which is why a lot of uh, people, a lot of us liberals, got blindsided by uh, Trump's win, right? Because mm. you thought, how could he win? It's so ridiculous. But because you are considering the world to be your world, just that right. and your world yes. is not yeah. the world. There's something outside exactly. that, and. Poker exposes you to that. Exactly. Right. So, hey, you did actually pick up and open up your mind a little bit, despite sure. taking a back seat from... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Life, I suppose. Yeah, well, okay. not after I've just got a bad beat from one of those guys. <laughs> yes. where I'm thinking, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that brings us to the end of another episode of Mera Kaam Poker. Oh, thank no. You. Yes, hearing that pun again makes my heart die. Uh, thank you so much for to Mr. Amit Varma for coming in. Uska kaam hota poker now maybe not so much thank you for having me and good luck at the tables thank you so much I am writing my jokes for my next game right now going to exploit <laughs> this alright thanks a lot and uh, where can we reach out to you Amit if people want to talk to you or just uh, get you can back. visit me at my blog India Uncut at IndiaUncut.com I uh, host a podcast called The Seen and the Unseen which you can find at seenunseen.in or download the IVM podcast app and it's there with a lot of other podcasts including this one uh, I, and on Twitter, I'm at Amit Verma. That's Verma with a V A, not a f- V E. Yes, because Verma's with V E cannot be trusted. Screw you, Sapan Verma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, you can follow me, Adreta Banat. And you can follow Peter on Adreta Office of RG. And for all our listeners who want to try out their hand at poker, you can log on to thespartanpoker.com, register yourself as a user with the promo code IVM. And you will get 200 bonus cash, which you can use to play poker for free. See you at the tables.